This is Ahead of the Curve. A podcast series from the School of Management, People and Organisations in TU Dublin. In this series, we will be joined by industry experts to talk about the landscape of human resources, our current challenges and our future directions, keeping you ahead of the curve in all things HR. This week on Ahead of the Curve, we're joined by Vipin Tanwar, Director with Deloitte's Human Capital and HR Transformation Consulting Practice. Vipin, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us on Ahead of the Curve. So we might just start talking a little bit about you, your role and the experience that has brought you to where you are now. No, uh, sure. So um, uh, my name is Vipin Dunmer, uh, working for Deloitte nearly 10, 10 plus years uh, within our human capital consulting practice. So what does human capital means? In short, we uh, we work with clients to help them with their HR related challenges, future ways of working, the HR tech to support their operations, anything to do with the people side of the house within our organization. and. Uh, prior to Deloitte, uh, I was in DIT, an um, ex-student. I did computer engineering uh, out of Kevin Street uh, for four years. And then I was looking for a job, not in engineering, something less engineering focused. That's how I ended up in consulting in Deloitte, because it's a mixture of both, right? Using your engineering skills, using your business skills to really impact the uh, make an impact on the clients. Fantastic, fantastic. So there's quite a move from engineering to HR, and how did you find that transition? No, it, it was quite interesting. I actually joined uh, back in Deloitte within a consulting a technology practice, but back then uh, there was a there was a big focus on HR technologies, so systems like Workday, SuccessFactor, Oracle, big systems which are required to support your HR operations to digitalize your HR uh, processes. So we were uh, in Deloitte. Back then, uh, investing massively in that space and building teams in that space to support the clients. So we we uh, that's how I got involved in an HR technology workday from our technology practice side. But then over the period of time, we are we are helping clients solve their HR challenges, right? So we uh, slowly slowly transition myself into a human capital practice. So now I lead within a human capital HR transformation team, our HR tech team. So basically advising the client with the HR tech needs to support their business. And be, a lot of people will be surprised to hear how much tech is actually involved in HR. So so love to chat about that as well, because from computers engineering to computer science to HR, I never thought I'd be making that journey. But there's a lot of HR technical work we do uh, for the audience. I think they'd be very interested in that. Absolutely. And that, that leads me nicely into the, the next issue I'd like to raise with you. Deloitte is obviously very well known for its its human capital trends report. So can you talk to us about some of the key highlights that have emerged from the 2023 report, which has recently come out? Yeah, no, sure. And firstly, before uh, I I describe you some of those key trends, but uh, what is human capital HR trend reports? So just for it be interesting for students to know. So we do massive research and we go to CHROs 
around the world uh, ask them to participate in this in this research every year ask their challenges ask the future trends they are looking for it's not something created by Deloitte analysts it's just based on the feedback we get from our clients across the world and then we produce this roughly 100 pages of research of work in this reports but we produce our trends focus on the challenges uh, uh, the clients are facing and what are the future opportunities they are looking in terms of him, uh, within the human capital space or the HR space. The top three I would like to highlight here um, is, is around especially to to students in, in this area I'd be more interested around the tech element right within HR. So it's it's the key one is powering human impact with tech. So what does it mean is how do you automate the work done by humans, right? Traditionally, uh, so it's the idea is not for uh, for to automate every work HR does. HR does a very strategic work as well. But sometimes, uh, if you don't use the tech properly, HR tends to do a lot of admin work as well. Simple data entry, creating an employer record, checking who's signing up for training, and all. What the techs, uh, the the trends are suggesting is leveraging tech to automate most of your admin work so you can shift HR to do more strategic work, right? Think about who actually going to leave a job next year based on their performance trend. Think about uh, think about how cost of living is effective, the, the future talent in that space. So it's thinking more strategic. So that's where the, the powering of tech with human comes into place. There's a very good section around this. The second, uh, 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 it's the usage of AI. You hear the usage of AI a lot, right? And you probably know chat GPT and those kind of things coming up. You might think, oh, you can easily replace human work with AI, right? So, but if you, we did a bit, a bit of research from Irish perspective as well in this area. The adoption of AI is still very slow. So it's it's in back of people's mind that we want to use AI, but it's not really. It's the adoption is very very slow. Roughly, 1.7 times people suggested uh, they want to they 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 want to try to use AI as a part of the strategy and vision. But when it comes to executing, it's not very clear. So I think that's where uh, the adoption of AI with human it's very important. How can use AI to really, uh, within especially in HR, it makes your job more smarter and more strategic. It's, it's, it's an important point. The third, which we are seeing, especially with the nature of work we do, and most companies spread around different countries, different geographies, is, is the future of workplace. What does that look like, right? So especially, uh, it's, is, is it hybrid? Is it is it fully in person or is it how do we do it? And it's causing a lot of uh, challenges uh, for a lot of companies, right? So especially from HR perspective, how do you run the trainings in future? Do you do you bring everyone in person or do you say we're going to do hybrid? So there's a lot of challenges around it because how do you create that human um, human connection uh, if you do all hybrid or virtually? And it's really causing a lot of employer attention and engagement. So there's a, that's the key area which has came out in in this. Year as human capital report. There's few others, but these will be, will be the top three ones, which have a direct alignment with some of the tech which the students would be interested in. And and Vipin, how do Irish organisations compare to their counterparts around the globe in terms of the use of AI and technology in HR? Yeah, and I, that's a brilliant question. And I think the AI adoption overall, if you, so we do tech 
trend reports as well within Deloitte, right? So which is focused more from the audience is slightly different, but it kind of, we see what's the overlap. So our tech trend reports said that enterprise that have AI strategy are 1.7 times more likely to achieve their goals rather than with a lack of a vision how to use AI. So which is very interesting, right? Why this is interesting? It's, it's you need to define a vision. You need to define a strategy how you're going to use AI. Without that, it's really impossible to really impossible to find out where you can leverage this within the HR business, right? And this is what we're seeing more and more compared to global and, and local Irish clients. The AI is behind within HR space and Irish clients. There's different reasons for it because I think it, when it comes to HR, HR digitalization journey, Irish clients are still very behind. You see, it is, it's, it's a four-step process the way we see it. First, look in automating your day-to-day HR processes, right? That's where you need a system of records. Basically, systems like market leaders, like Workday, Success Factor, Oracle, they come into play. So what that means is how do you hire people? How do you uh, how do you change their salary? How do you do their talent and succession planning? How do you track their uh, day-to-day learning needs and records? So this whole HR uh, processes, right? Then you go more, more around. So... Yes, we have all the HR digitalization processes. How do we simplify the workload on HR operations teams? Then you talk about more RPA and automating. So why does an HR admin need to create a hiring record? How I can bulk hire? How I can, if someone is going on leave, they put an end date. How I can bring them from a, a, a how can I automate certain tasks that once they come back from a leave, it automatically sends them a notification. Make sure you submit your certificate and explain that. So that's the second layer. Third layer, once you get, it's how well your data is, right? Then you can do more predicted analytics. And that's where AI and machine learning is playing key parts, is using your data to to tell hiring managers where is the best talent. Is it in Dublin? Is it in Cork? on different factors. It's not just about what college they are going to. What are the different factors? You could then use the power of AI and data to really drive those predictive decisions. So... What some of our clients are doing within this space in in AI and machine learning, it's it's it really predicting. It's really using data when certain employees are performing badly or badly or underperforming. Why they are underperforming is it's what are the other unnecessary data constraints they have right on their day to day job, and that is where AI is very popular, right? Because it can do that task for you very quickly rather than human combining all this data and trying to assume a lot of it, right? So that's where we're seeing adoption of AI a lot. But to answer your first question, I think Ireland is still very behind because those first two steps, that's where we are seeing a lot of, now a lot of our clients are asking for those first uh, automating HR processes and then using more RPA. I think once we get that, then in a few years, we will see more and more adoption of AI in Ireland within the HR spaces. Okay, that's that's fantastic. And I suppose just building on that, um, what do you see as the typical challenges then for Irish organisations and HR professionals in Irish organisations? Is it around the mindset about the adoption? And obviously then there may be practical challenges. Just your perspective on the typical challenges that HR professionals are are facing at the moment. Yeah, and I think it's, it's the Ireland overall, it's a very unique country in terms of the setup we have, right? We have all these FTA investment, so like Google, Facebook, Meta, Apple's, 
and those are very, some of those companies would be quite mature when it comes to their HR operations, right? Because it's led globally. And uh, but then there's a lot of Irish-based companies, uh, big ones, and then headquarters here. And then there are very local Irish-focused companies, just uh, let's say 100 to 500 employee-based countries. So there's three key segments, and they're quite big in their own ways, right? Some are very mature. Some are only starting their HR journeys. Some HR is not even on the agenda when it comes to prioritizing it, right? So there's various different challenges. But the top three, uh, just to highlight, which we are seeing right now in the market, it's, it's the uh, attracting the top talent. Uh, it's becoming harder and harder, and that's due to the climate we live in, COVID, lockdown, uh, house pricing going up, um, hybrid, non-hybrid, people are not sure where I can work from, how long I can work from different. So that's really for HR is the key, right? It's 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 attracting the top talent has been the uh, critical element for a lot of companies to hire the best people. But for HR, they no longer are able to attract and able to help and get the right CVs for people to apply. So they need to adapt how they do it. So that's where it's it's no longer you you put a job spec on a, in your website. You see, you be highest. Your top talent will go and apply for a job, right? There's different different uh, challenges companies are facing. So that's the key, right? Attracting the top talent has been hard in Ireland, in, in not just in Dublin, in outside Dublin as well, because it's not just Dublin has the challenges across the country. You're seeing a lot of um, housing crisis and different factors. And those all feed into it, right? And that's where uh, because before in past you wouldn't consider these outside work challenges as affecting your day-to-day employees but these do feed in because why would someone a very high top talent which has different options from different company would want to live in dublin if they can't get a house right they will have, they will look for a different country where it's easier to get housing so that's really affecting a lot of organization in terms of attracting the top ten. The second one is, is is the hybrid working. It sounds easy, right, for organizations to promote this uh, more and more. Work from different countries. You will hear work from anywhere, but it has a massive tax implications, right, for HR. So if you work, an example, you can work up to two weeks outside Ireland, but if you work more than two weeks in certain countries, you trigger tax implications because you're getting paid in Ireland, right? And so those. It's causing a lot of challenges and unknowns for HR. What do they advise their employees? Okay, you can work from anywhere or what? how do you monitor that, right? The employees might not even tell you they were sitting in Spain and working virtually, right? So it's, it's, it's a very gray area and causing a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unknowns when it comes to writing your policies around uh, virtual working and hybrid working. Third, it's, it's kind of connected. It's more employee experience and engagement. The more you want to promote the hybrid working, it comes at a cost. How do you get uh, increase in employee experience engagement? How do you make sure a new hire feels a part of a team? How do you make sure, um, uh, how do you make sure they actually like the culture of the firm? It's very hard to promote the culture if you just work virtually as an example, right? So there's a lot of these. These would be our three key challenges. And we, we it's a common theme whenever we're going to clients. So most of the clients are reflecting on these three key challenges. That's fantastic. And I, I think um, it's great to get such an insight in, um, on, on the main issues facing the profession. But I suppose around all of the challenges, there are also opportunities so, um, you know, for the future, particularly when we're talking about, the, you know, the potential that technology has for the profession. So what would you see as those future opportunities? 
I think it's 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 one of the trends as well, which you will see in our human capital uh, report is moving towards skills based rather than jobs. And so skills based organization. And that is key. Right. Usually. Sometimes you have a lot of talent within your own organization. You don't need to go and hire it from outside, right? Traditionally, how the organizations are structured, you you get hired based on there's a certain job profile. As an example, software developer, you get hired based on that software developer into a certain team and organization. What happens is if the organization is big enough, they might have be looking for a certain skill set, but they might not call it software developer. They might call it people tech or something, as an example. They're hiring the right similar skill set people, but they're still going to the market to hire. So what organizations are looking at, how they can move more to a skills-based organization. So more based on skills rather than your jobs. So uh, it's it's if you are a project manager in a certain department, why can't you do a project manager in this other department? It's a separate different skill set, just to give you an example. And that is really, I think, it's, it's slowly, slowly, if companies are looking into it, how they can adapt their operating model, HR operating model to adapt to this because it's, I think this is the way to really a, attract um, uh, top talent and usually promote within your own organizations the different areas or different ways for people to grow their career within the organization as well. So that skill-based, skill-based approach is picking up a lot of traction. And when it comes to tech, uh, HR tech as well, you will hear about systems like, you will hear the term bar, talent marketplace. So there's a lot of vendors in this space really promoting this space a lot. The, one of the common ones will be Eightfold. Um, it's it's the key one. There will be uh, Degreed. So these HR tech companies are really stepping up and investing a lot of money in this space because that's what organizations are now starting to look at, how we can stop using this is what you do more use their skills and 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 leverage them across different teams and different projects and that will be one way uh, you can start attracting top talent as well from because from talent perspective it's it's no longer i'm hiring for a software developer you might then promote i'm hiring for the, the skills right so you might have more opportunity for people to see oh i do have the skills but i don't have this job title right so you you open up to a different market and you open up to different kind of people who will apply for this job so that there's a that's one of the future opportunity within this space uh, when it comes to skill the second is it's it's really uh, using technology to make your work work him making work better for humans, right? So eventually then humans will perform better at work, right? Using technology to your strength. And especially in the HR world, most of the time people get used to doing their stuff, day-to-day stuff so nice and easy. They slowly, slowly forget to focus on the strategic stuff. Just the whole admin takes the day-to-day work, and right? That's where technology can play a key part. And and I think I touched on the points, those three to four step journey, which clients can look at. Uh, because you're not going to each reach directly on the, you start using machine learning robots and all. I think you need to start with a simple, simpler tech, just automating your day-to-day stuff and then looking at it. The other stuff when it comes to hybrid working and uh, virtual working, it's the how you can make more, uh, more how you can create that employee experience for your people, right? And that's where you will hear a lot of, investment uh, meta has done in metaverse right it's it's creating that uh, digital virtual world around you where you feel uh, more engaged 
within the within the in the in the virtual world so there's a lot of training content and things we are trying to create where you feel like you're actually doing the training rather than just listening uh, with the within that metaverse so that's another key trend and where we are seeing a lot of future opportunities that's great. Thank you so much. And I think it's certainly a very exciting time for the HR profession and for our students who are studying um, on our part-time programmes, on our full-time programmes, on our master's programmes. So we might close by um, just asking you to maybe think about what advice you would offer to our students, those who are studying HRM, particularly those who may have a, a keen interest in the HR tech side of things. No, brilliant question. And I think I, I was in similar state uh, what does HR actually has to do with tech or anything, right? When you when you're back in in colleges, but I think HR is is one of the key uh, functions of any organization because what it does it helps you hire the best people, helps you retain the best people, and ha- and that eventually. People are the backbone of every company, regardless of they're trying to make robots, but they're still hiring people to make robots, right? So people are critical to any business. So And HR is, is not just a very policy-driven job anymore, right? HR is more than that. So within our human capital team, we are supporting the HR operations for every client. So we do work in our organization transformation team, which is around designing the future org designs for, for uh, how does the org structure going to look like for an organization, the change management and adoption around all the systems you're going to implement, new policies you're going to bring, how you're going to make sure people adopt them. So massive work goes into the whole change management piece. Then we are also working on how does the future organizations look like, the whole adaptive models. We do a lot of work in HR strategies where you design your HR operating models, how many HR people you need within the team to support the business. Then we do a lot of work, which I lead uh, the HR tech uh, and which might be very interested in technology folks. The HR tech might market is supposed to be by, by 2025, 25 billion. There is more than thousands and thousands of tech, HR tech vendors in the market. All they're doing are identifying a tech, HR need and trying to make sure how can technology make it better or smoother for HR folks. So there's a lot of work for technical people actually in HR who understand HR. So that's niche, right? You understand tech, but if you can understand HR, you are in a very sweet spot. And that's actually what I've been doing for the last 10 years. And we have a massive team in, 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 in Dublin, more than 30 people doing that. And so it's it's a key area. It's it's sometimes in it's, it's when we are especially in the college, you don't see how how tech is influencing HR, but tech is influencing HR and other uh, other part of the business on a day-to-day basis. That's fantastic. So exciting times ahead. So I'd just like to extend my thanks to you, Vipin, for joining us today on Ahead of the Curve. We really appreciate your time. No, thanks a lot. It was very interesting. Hopefully people find it and. Um, uh, very interesting as well and just last piece of advice do search for human capital trends uh, on google they are launched every year in start of january It'd be very interesting especially for students to really see what is the market asking for within within hr space and it really because it gives you real life examples it, it will help you do your course even better and you will be better prepared for the real world when you finish the course great thank you so much This has been Ahead of the Curve, a HR podcast from TU Dublin.